Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, and your smart speakers. Good morning, everybody. What up, baby? Well, I mean, we knew they were going to run the ball, but three pass attempts. Patriots beat the Bills on three pass attempts. You see the snow blowing sideways like that, and he got Shefty falling off his seat because of the wind, 28 miles per hour. Uh, that's the kind of environment it was last night. Two completions, Key. I, I, don't, like, I can't ever remember in my lifetime two completions in a win, even in a loss, but in a win in the NFL? I've been in a game similar to that. So, Where? We, what year? Carolina, with the Carolina Panthers. I think we threw the ball seven times, and we completed one pass. We ran the ball 50-something times. Did you win or lose? Yeah, we won. It's, cr- it's crazy, man. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's a, we didn't trust our quarterback, so that's what it is. Yeah, I mean, like, listen, in that kind of win like yesterday, yeah, best not to trust your quarterback. The, the completion to John U. Smith that's, you know, that Mac threw that's going around the highlights the could easily catch. be an interception, right? You throw that ball, could easily be a win. Yeah, it, it's took, interception. it took off. I mean, Mac threw it perfectly, and then all of a sudden you could see where the wind started to push it as it got closer. So, so there's the let, let let let's talk about the Patriots for a second. There's the Patriots offense, that kind of devotion to the run by Belichick. He's like Belichick and McDaniel. Okay, if it's working, you know, if it ain't broke, it's like. I, well, I mean, you don't you go into a game knowing based on your game plan. You follow everything leading up to the game plan. You say to yourself, "What's the weather going to be like?" Oh, it's going to be this. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. If it rains, this is what we're doing. If it snows, this is what we're doing. If, it, if it's windy, we, we get the ball here, this is what we're going to do. So now we say to ourselves, we stay consistent with what we came into the game with, understanding we're going to run heavy jumbo packages and personnel groupings. We're going to use our biggest wide receiver on the perimeter as an extra tight end. He's going he's gonna to block down on the defensive end. Our guards are going to kick out. Our tackle's going to pull. Our center's going to pull. They're going to get a hat on a hat. Now it's up to our running back to make a decision on the safety. The safety doesn't want to see a 250-pound running back. He <laughs> decides to make a business decision most of the time. So when you look at that sort of stuff, that's just what it is. I mean, over-pursuit based on the toss. They get caught in the wash, off to the races. Now you come back, you say, okay, if we can average about – Four yards a pop, and we could keep this thing at third and two and just methodically run the ball down their throat. We're going to win the game. They rushed for four, they rushed 46 times for a little bit over 220 yards and a touchdown. It's four point, it's about 4.7, somewhere in there, 4.6 yards a carry. That'll get it done. That's what you want to be able to do. Yeah. But by the way, going for it, going for two early, Jay. Oh, it just sets the the tone. Well, because of the wind, you're kicking into the wind. I mean, Bill Belichick's a genius, man. Like, and it's, I said it before, death by a thousand cuts. They kill you with boredom. They just punish you. And it feels like the Patriots are everything that the Bills aren't, especially from the running game perspective. I mean, like he just said, 46 times, just pound the ball down the middle. And when people have said yesterday, hey, he's not going to put Mac Jones in a position to, be, to not be successful, I guess three pass attempts is putting like, him in a position not to be successful. You, you know, to be successful. I'm sorry. If, to if, be successful. You if know you I mean. tell me at the end of that game – there were 12 pass attempts and only six complete. I'd be like, wow, boy, that's really devoted to the run. Three, Three. pass attempts and two completions. I'm going to allow you to be successful, well, man. It, it, what you have to realize, though, too, is who you're dealing with as the head coach. He's really, really, really smart. He's, like, real smart, not, like, 
fake coaching smart, like really smart, because as you mentioned, he made a decision to go for two on the same play that scored the touchdown. Same exact play. Nothing changed. Lined up Nikhil Harry at the edge, cracked down on the defensive end, one of my favorite plays that I used to love to do, but only I would come in motion and completely blindside the defensive end. Mm -hmm. Nikhil Harry stood there, and they toss it. He goes to the pylon touchdown. If he goes for that, the ball, he kicks the field goal. Now it's a 6-0 lead because the wind takes it, much like it did the Buffalo Bills. Yep. Smart uh, Belichick, not so smart on uh, McDermott, even though McDermott wanted the points. It's like you know the chances of this field goal going in is slim to none. Yeah, smart, but also like devoted to it. It's hard to stay just in life. Think about like when you're doing the same thing again and again and again. There's a natural tendency to think I got to switch it up a little bit. I, I, he didn't, not at all. But so listen, um, Jordan Poyer and uh, Micah Hyde. Dills, excuse me. Let, let me do this first. <laughs> Having said all that, guys, offensively for the Patriots, the Bills still had a chance late in the game to, to turn it over and turned it over on downs at the 18, but they had a chance, Key, late in the game. What about defensively for the Patriots? Because you could say whatever you want. If they, if, they make that, if they make the play and the ball's in the end zone and the receiver makes a play on it, they win. When people say – if and fifth and all that, you know what I like to say, Max? If both my parents was white, I'd be white. But guess what? They wasn't. So if they would have did this, they would have won. They didn't because Bill Belichick, one of the things that was interesting to me is he realized and recognized throughout the course of the game, and I said this on our show or many shows that I've been on here at ESPN over the last week leading up to this game, there's a lot of them, um, that he's going to always give you the 25 to the 25. He's going to give you the bend, don't break. This, this is almost like a recipe from 2001, Super Bowl championship winning team. When you had the Willie McGinnises and you had the Teddy Bruskies and the Lawyer Malloy, they would give you good yardage from the 25 to the 25, but the screws would tighten when you get into the red zone. And this is what he did with the Buffalo Bills. He made a decision. We're going to play man-to-man for majority of the game because you're not going to be able to throw the ball down the field because of the wind. Then I'm going to mix some other coverages up in there. And so what I'm going to decide to do is I'm going to give you all the little yardage you think you need, but then all of a sudden, what happens? They're blitzing them. They're bringing pressure. Matt Judon is creating havoc. They're bringing Hightower out of the middle. The corners are sitting at the sticks. They did exactly what they wanted to do. Now, when you look at the last play of the game, which you referred to, you say to yourself, okay, well, as soon as they line up, first thing I said, they get ready to casino blitz him because now – it was fourth in whatever. It was fourth in gold. It was, you know. Casino blitz. Yeah, they bring everybody. Yep. They just bring in everybody. Corners are going to sit heavy inside. They ran like a little bit of a double post action. The things that the thing that happened with Miles Bryant, the, 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 the smart thing for him as a smart football player out of the University of Washington, second-year guy, wasn't he supposed to be starting. He realized that Cole Beasley crossed his face, but he knew – that the other side of the field was tight. So what he did is he periffed, and he knew, okay, he crossed my face. There's always a guy behind me. If one is in front, there's somebody behind me. And he was smart enough to fluff off, and bam. Could have intercepted, but smart enough to just bat it down because it was fourth down. All that's a smart Bill Belichick-type players. The fact that he knew, Jay, it's fourth down. 
Because mm-hmm. most dudes would try to intercept it. They would pick it and be like, yeah, he batted it down. Bat the ball down being smart. So it's really an illusion. It looks like the Bills have a chance to win, but the chance is not nearly what you think it is because Belichick is going to know what you're going to – Belichick right around the red zone Steve, is going to make it a lot – almost impossible Steve, to make that play. Steve, Steve uh, Belichick and Bill sat there prior to this play. You can see them talking on the sideline. And I said, okay, they're getting ready to do something. But right here, you can see it's a casino blitz. You knew what they was getting ready to do. Cross face. He's got to make a perfect throw. If he throws that ball across the field to the S in Bills, most likely that corner on the other side going to fall off, and that's probably going to be a pick too. I was wondering because it seems like Cole Beasley seemed like he was wide open on that play. He wasn't, he wasn't okay. though. He wasn't. That's, that's a perfect throw in the wind. Hmm. He wasn't. It looked like it because it looked like he was in front of Miles. Exactly. But what Miles did is he backed up just enough knowing that he had basic – he had to make a perfect throw to get in front of him, and he was closing on him. So once the ball was thrown, he fell off of him. If he'd have stayed tight to him and he throw that ball behind him, chances that could have been a touchdown. So, by the way, the, the, the game that uh, Key mentioned that he played in, Chris Wenke threw four – went four of seven. That's what I said from passes. Yeah, four of seven so. for a 10-3 win at the Falcons. Panthers threw the ball seven times, and the game was played – in a dome, didn't tru- we didn't we, we didn't trust Wait Chris. A minute. Damn, in a dome, not, not bad was weather the conditions. In a dome, <laughs> in the four. See, you say four seven. Yeah, it was only the other three passes were screens or shuffle pass. Yeah. It wasn't anything. We didn't. That's a shame. Huh? You don't trust the Heisman Trophy winner from Florida State that won a Heisman and played professional baseball. Y'all like we like. Oh no, get his get his ass. Out of here. <laughs> Thanks to Zach Rosenberg for that. We're asking on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed and call-in line, describe last night's Monday night football game in two words. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. I remember that tune, but I don't remember, I don't remember what that beat's from. I don't remember the name of the song. I have zero clue. I don't know. Look what was it? What was it? Hold on. Just Ask got James. Mine. James? James, what is that? Yeah, it's Corn Got the Life. Cool. Yeah, yeah. That was from like 94, 5, something like that. 99. Really? 98, 99. Oh, I thought it was early. You guys got all the references. It's like one like, of them songs got- that somebody is uh, getting ready to go do something, 
that they shouldn't be doing. mine yeah. right. <laughs> there was a thing called the box in New York where you could order a video for a buck. Oh, and, oh, oh. And, 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 but, but if you lived in the neighborhood, the most rec- like you didn't have to order it because someone in the neighborhood would order the song. So this is one of those songs that used to play, as I recall, on the box. A lot of Wu-Tang got played, but sometimes they would slip in some, yeah, some uh, alt-rock or whatever Look it is. All right. Yeah. Mm. So we are presented by Progressive Insurance, all guests on the Goodyear Hotline, Mike Reese from Buffalo at 7 Eastern. It's time for some straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Manny Diaz was fired by Miami. Mario Cristobal is in. Cristobal informed Oregon players on Monday morning that he was leaving, and Miami announced his hiring hours after it fired Manny Diaz, who was 21-15 in in three seasons. Cristobal is a former Miami lineman who won two national championships as a player, and later returned as an assistant coach in the 2000s. Miami's been eyeing Cristobal for weeks, but but this seems like it was uh, done poorly all around. Um, <laughs> is college football kind of being ruined by how coaches are bouncing around, Key? I wouldn't necessarily say the game is being ruined, not the game itself, but the, the practice of hiring in college football. It's, it's, it's a little bit ridiculous. Um, you know, Manny Diaz tried to put the Miami program back together. And if they wanted to fire him, they should have just fired him at the end of the season. If you wanted to court Crystal Ball, you should have did that, which you probably were already doing anyway. But why would you leave Manny Diaz out there in limbo, swirling in the wind? He has a family, his assistant coaches, all of those sort of things, or not knowing if he's actually going to be back for the 2022 season. That's the why. That's like, the, why, would like why would you do that instead of just saying, hey, man, we like you good riddance. It didn't work out. We're going to go well, get this dude. I understand that a lot of people will say, well, Manny Diaz took a job at Temple for a week. He signed on the Temple. Then when the Miami job became available, he went to Miami. Who in the hell wouldn't do that? Temple, Miami, Philly, Miami. Who wants to live in Philly when they can live in damn Miami? That's number one. Number two on that, though, Jay, is also when you look at it, it affects college kids, high school kids getting ready to go to college because of the early signing period. There's a lot of individuals that have already committed to these universities in August. When they get a new staff in December, so to speak, I'm going to call it December because most of this went down uh, a week or so ago, those new coaches come in and they inform those commits that we don't want your services because we want something better. Now, I've already passed on, and my son and daughter or whomever else have already passed on other scholarship offers, and those other schools are filled up. You're locked out. They're locked. Now you, you're in trouble. There's about 400 seniors throughout this nation in college football that won't have scholarships, one due to the portal, but also another due to these coaching hirings in the month of December. 400 students, man. Mm-hmm. The crazy part about it is just a, it's a whirlwind. So I, I'm pretty close to some of the Miami situation, uh, living down there for a while before I moved back up north. And I got to tell you, there were a lot of cooks in the kitchen during this decision process. And you have a lot of new board of advisors. There's an infusion of healthcare money that's coming into Miami University. Like Miami has always been like the place where – they got star players, but it wasn't because of the money infused into the program. Like, now they actually have money behind the program. So, 
there was a lot of stuff going on. And, and my thing for Manny Diaz, this is just the way the business works out. I mean, look, they were even hiring a new athletic director, a guy I know very well, and Dan Radakovich from Clemson. Before, before They actually had the bid out to Cristobal before they even made the AD hire. So the whole thing was a mess. But I guess the question is, are we grading them for how they did it? Or are we grading them for the final result? Or, or are we I, holding them to a double standard because coaches can do it to the universities, so can't the institutions do it to the coaches? I, I don't mind them hiring him. The hiring him is not a problem. If they think he's a better football coach than Manny Diaz, that's not the problem. The problem is in which you went about doing the way you went about doing it, Max. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Okay? Yeah. I just, You're here with me, working with me. And if I'm working behind the scenes – with the brash and the powers that be, and I'm trying to get you removed and just keep working here for a month, you're okay, don't worry about it, don't worry about it, and then I'm going to get Fred Rogan. Like, that, it, like you don't do that. You just don't do it. Kids have signed on, families have signed on, and then all of a sudden, they don't know if they're coming or going. But, Keith, that's, that's every aspect of business, though. I mean, it, it, I, I just, I've taken this whole loyalty and trustworthiness I've, I've, I've taken that out of the equation as I think about collegiate sports but, but because see, people get backdoored every single day. But, Jay, it's People not, are always trying to cut other people. It's not backdoored. It's public knowledge that we are courting Jason Williams. Yes. And also, Keyshawn Johnson is sitting here, but we're courting Jason, and we're saying to Jason, if you come on board, we're going to fire him. I'm, You're saying to Manny Diaz or Keyshawn, keep doing your job recruiting. Don't worry about it. But it's public out there for the world to see that we have you swirling in the wind. Oh, I'm not saying that it's not, not a bad right. look. I'm not saying it's not a bad look, but and this is this is how business has been going on for a while. This isn't the first example of it. See, this is the first time I've ever seen a college football coach at this Re- time of year take a job from another coach publicly when it's wide open like this. But this is the first time I've yes, ever seen And it was a while where he was just yes. sitting there twisting in the wind. But flipping around, so Brian Kelly's on the road recruiting while he's about to accept another job. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. There was no coach available at LSU. There's no coach available. This guy is coaching and recruiting the University of Miami, by the way, Oregon at this time is a better football program than the University of Oregon, just so that you know. It's not like he, uh, Cristobal, left a program this, that, that was a stepping stone mm-hmm. for him. When you talk about Kelly, Brian Kelly was taking a job, had no coach. Miami has a coach in place, contract coach in place, publicly for the last couple of weeks saying, hey, we like Crystal Ball. I think we're going to hire Crystal Ball. I think Crystal Ball's a guy. You just don't do that. Yeah, the fact that it was – I think what people are reacting to is it, the way they did their business, business. was like low class. Yeah. Right? It was, yeah. It, they, took the, they didn't take the high road and do it the way okay. you like your institution okay, to behave. People are going to be mad about it. They start winning again, people are going to forget. Yeah, that's about. the well, truth. We're talking about right now. I keep again. hearing all this uproar, and I hear anger. And as soon as the program is turned around, because the reality is, even if we expand the college football playoffs, you're going to have universities that have a lot of money that want to get the best coaches in the door in order to have the, their programs get to the college football I playoffs. I don't think you're listening to what we are saying. I'm listening to what you're saying. The all question is, does it is, affect the bottom all line? All I'm trying to tell you is if they win, nobody's going to care what people are saying today. The, fact, the question is, is there a correlation between that kind of behavior and the quality of the program? And, Jay, you're saying if there isn't, no one's going to care. You're probably right. 
I would say still it's a good thing to take the high road and to do things the I, right I'm way. I'm not I, saying I, yeah, I wouldn't I know have you're done not business differently. Yeah. yeah, but everybody does business differently, right? That's straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. Two bills who did not like what they were asked after the game, the loss at home to the Patriots. Neither one was Bill Belichick. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. You know, there's a, an interview guru who I was in a seminar with him like years ago at ESPN, John Sawatsky. And he'll, he like studied thousands of hours of interviews and distilled principles like here's a good, here's a bad one, right? Don't ask a double-barreled question, yes. like two questions. But also don't put words. You, have a, you don't have an open-ended question and you put words in the dude's mouth, right? Like... Uh, on, in other words, at the post-game presser, like, you gave up all these yards on the ground. And so they just assume, like, maybe I feel embarrassed maybe. Do you feel embarrassed? Instead of asking them, how do you feel about giving up all these yards on the ground? Then you get a different answer. But you put a trigger word, like, are you embarrassed by the performance? People are going to catch feelings behind that. Yeah, but if, if, I'm, if I'm those guys, I'm probably feeling a little salty when I give up 220-plus yards on the ground. On top of that. On exactly. top of that, there's no question about it. I don't, I don't hold the, the individual who asked the question at fault. You, you run around touting that you got a top defense in the National Football League, and you know what's coming, but yet and still you can't stop it. Yeah, they, but you know what? I, you, I, I know it's coming, yes, but I can't, can't stop, stop it. it, and I got this top defense. Yeah. So naturally – the, the reporter and people think, oh, they got this top defense. They must be all that. They just got embarrassed running around hollering about how great their defense is. I'm just saying. I don't hold a, I don't hold a reporter. I'm, I'm fine with it. I actually like the fact that they should be angry. I want to see the Buffalo Bills angry because I feel like as watching them play, I get angry because I don't understand. So maybe Key can help me understand. So Josh Allen last night, they throw the ball 30 times, right? In those kind of conditions – now, we talked about this, Max, earlier. Win behind you, win in front of you, fine. Whatever that game plan is to a degree. But I watched the Pats just pound the ball on the ground. And I sit there and I start saying to myself watching the game, I just don't think the Bills are ever going to win something until they stay committed to the running game. Now, I thought they missed an opportunity in this past year's draft when you had Najee Harris, Travis Etienne. I know they were off the board, but I thought they should have went with Javante Williams, like a, be- a bell cow back that can do it for you. I saw him do it for the Broncos the other day this past weekend. But I don't understand that when you have 25 carries, right, for less than 100 yards, where Josh Allen accounts for six of those carries for close to 39 yards, like, I don't understand what I see this team doing. They're not committed to running the ball and pounding it considering those weather conditions. So I think for them, though, Max, you got to think that they 
asked Sean McDermott the same question that the uh, mm-hmm. reporter. So clearly the reporter has gotten tired of them running around talking about how great their defense is. Indianapolis went in there and took them to the woodshed at home, mind you. And now you gave up 200-plus yards on the ground, and you're supposed to be this vaunted defense. I want to get to what Sean McDermott said. But first, so the Bills, they run 25 times for 99 yards, and Jay just brought this up. And we talked about the Bills being one-dimensional offensively, and Jay, you have for a while their lack of running game. They moved the ball in the fourth quarter, an 11-play 49-yard drive. They resulted in a missed field goal. An 11-play 62-yard drive resulted in a turnover on downs at the New England 18. So here's the question, Key. How concerned are you after watching last night for the Bills, knowing that they could be playing a playoff game in New England, Kansas City, Baltimore, or Buffalo? How concerned are you about the, about the lack of a running game? I'm not. Look, it's the attempts. Right. The running game is all about the attempts for me, Um, because the team is essentially built around the quarterback. The quarterback was selected out of Wyoming because he has a strong arm. He is a big body who can run. And if you're going into a hostile environment, not maybe these weather conditions last night because the gust of wind, but this dude can pierce the ball through that. I mean, he could he can cut a piece of ice with the football built for Buffalo. He's built for Buffalo. So if he's going into a Kansas City, some of these type of teams, I don't worry about that. What I worry about is your attempts. Are you going to attempt to run the football? A week ago, I think they ran the ball 10 times. So now you look at the numbers on the New England Patriots, what did they do? They ran the board 46 times. times. So if you slice that in half and say they only run the ball 22 times, they're going to get half the numbers on the yards and half the numbers on the carries. That's essentially what Buffalo did. If Buffalo would have ran the ball 46 times instead of 25 times. Wait, are you arguing so they simply – because, Jay, you seem to be arguing they're not built to run it as much. And, Key, you're arguing they simply need to run it more. It's not they that they can't. Run. They yeah. just have to stay committed to it. Zach Moss and Singletary are good backs. They are low center, low center of gravity with big thighs. Four, five yards a chunk. Get me to second and seven. Get me – to third and two. All you need is three and a half yards, That's all really. I need you to get me yeah, to. Third and three. And then you're, get you're, me yeah, there. Yeah. But if you don't attempt to do it, you're going to want – what's happened last night is going to happen to you. Where are you with that, Jay? Simply being more committed to it yields better results. That's fine. I still don't think they're some of the top backs. I, I look at, like, when I go to Javante Williams, because he is a dog. Like, his body frame is out of a dog. I don't, I don't see Zach Moss or Singletary being those guys that can get you to the level that you want them to get you to. I just don't. Keyshawn J. Willemax is brought to you by Indeed. If you're worried about your seasonal hiring needs, then you need Indeed. Indeed is a smart hiring platform that delivers four times more hires than all their sites combined, according to Talent Nest. Post a job and hire ASAP. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Um, Gardner Minshew. Rockbox. Rockbox blew my mind when it dropped. Um, Fifth grade. So Gardner Minshew lit up the Jets and – That led John Kincaid of 97.5, the fanatic, to say the following. Now, I got to tell you, Key, Jay, I would start Jalen Hurts. But the reason is, I know what Gardner Minshew is, and that's not going to win me a Super Bowl. And so (laughs) Hurts has upside, and I'm in a position as the Eagles, I must bet on the upside. I must so I'm going to start him. But I basically agree with John Kincaid's point. It's not like he is the Jordan Mylotta of quarterbacks on that team. He's just 
the best shot you have if it works out. I don't think Jalen Hurts is above questioning his starter status. Look, man, Jalen Hurts is supposed to be the starting quarterback. Jalen Hurts did not lose his job. Gardner Minshew played the damn New York Jets. Like, come on, man. Like, let's be honest with each other. But what I would say about Philadelphia is the backup quarterback is always the favorite in Philadelphia. I can go back. I can go back as as far as I remember from my time just playing in the league alone. Whether it's Corey Detmer, whether it's Kevin Cobb, whether it's Michael Vick, whether it's Nick Foles, whether it's Jeff Garcia, I could just go on and on and on and on and on about the backup quarterback in Philadelphia. They have this, I don't know, this lust for backup quarterbacks in Philadelphia. One or two wins. Get him out! Get get, get your sports talk radio early in the morning, Jay. Get him out! It's like, man, just let Jalen Hurts continue to develop. Yeah. Garden Minshew was not brought there to challenge Jalen Hurts as the starting quarterback. No, that was not their plan either. Stop it! And what, are you going to do the same thing that you did last year? So, I mean, it's – I – I, I just don't understand, like, what happens, right? So Gardner Minshew, and now all of a sudden the guy, now you have a quarterback controversy in Philadelphia. Like, that's what occurred when you had Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts. Like, that separated the locker room. Jalen Hurts has the locker room right There's now. There's another yeah. one. <laughs> he has the locker room right now. He is the leader of this team. Yeah. Like, you don't fracture the locker room all over again. No, I agree with everything you guys just said. I'm just saying Kincaid's point was simply – He's the starter for all the reasons you're saying, but it's not like he has definitively, definitively proven without a shadow of a doubt that he's going to be the starter for the next 10 years and you can't ever question it. But that never was going to be the case. That wasn't the case coming into the year. That yeah. wasn't the case five weeks into the season. They own three number one overall picks. There's a guy out there that potentially could be a Deshaun Watson or Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson. There is an upgrade that's out there if you're willing to surrender some of those picks. But I'm not willing to surrender my damn team to no, no damn and Garner they, they, Minshew. And please. Dan Graziano is bringing you into this. They have shown at every turn that they believe in Jalen Hurts. They drafted him instead of, in the second round instead of packaging it for a wide out that, they, that people thought Carson Wentz needed. When it was clear it was his team, they let Carson Wentz go. They bring in Minshew as a backup. He's a good backup. But they have given Jalen Hurts all the reps with the ones. Right, like they seem, they do seem committed to Hurts. Well, they're committed to finding out about Hurts. Right. Yeah, and they're not going to just pull the plug on that project after one game. I mean, look, it's great that Minshew won the won the. This microphone's like falling. It's weird. It's great that Minshew won the game, but uh, yeah, they want to know the the. Even I would say this, and they would they would never admit to this. I think even more than making the playoffs and contending for this year's Super Bowl, this year for the Eagles is about finding out about Jalen Hurts. And I think so, so they're committed to that process, to getting to the end of this year and having some idea, oh, is he or is he not a guy we can build our franchise around? And if the answer is yes, or if the answer is we think so, then those three first-round picks become very useful for that building process. And one of the things that the Philadelphia Eagle fan base, and I'm involving their sports media in this fan base, they got to realize you don't start messing with the quarterback. You don't start putting doubt in his mind by – Hot takes. You're not helping. You're the not helping yep. the situation at all. Dan Graziano giving the straight talk. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract. No compromise. Let's play overreaction or not an overreaction. Dan writes a great column on ESPN.com every week called Overreaction or not, not an Overreaction. We're going to play it now. Gardner Minshew should start for the Eagles after the bye, Dan. It's an overreaction for all the reasons we just talked about. They have to find out what they have in Jalen Hurts, uh, and and that's what this year is about for them. Hurts has shown. A little of everything, right? He's had some struggles. He's had some successes. But uh, 
the sample size is still too small. They need to make it bigger. Yeah, and it's overreaction for sure. And and I echo everything that Dan said. Ditto. Easy yeah. for me. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, one thing I will easy. say about yeah. about the Wentz, like, oh, they always like the backup quarterback. Nick Foles won a Super Bowl, got to the playoffs the next year. They still let him walk, and they started Carson Wentz until Carson Wentz couldn't play anymore, basically. Nick Foles winning the Super Bowl did not help the situation that Keyshawn was just describing yes, about how right. Philadelphia feels about backup quarterbacks. That's, okay, overreaction or not an overreaction, Dan Graziano. Chiefs will be the top seed in the AFC. <laughs> When I wrote it, I said not an overreaction, but that was before the Patriots game last night. Look, it's not an overreaction. They could get there. I mean, their their defense is playing well, uh, and, and they could certainly get that top seed. Right now, though, you'd have to say the Patriots are the favorite, but if the question is, is it an overreaction to say the Chiefs can play defense well enough that if out of nowhere suddenly Mahomes snaps back to being Mahomes, uh, then they're the best team again? It's not an overreaction. It's not an overreaction. They just need a little bit of help. Yeah. from the other teams. That yeah. I think I think Kansas City will continue to win. They just need, like, New England to uh, lose a game here, maybe Buffalo lose another game, Baltimore lose another game. But certainly Kansas City right now, as far as I can see it, is probably my favorite to go and represent the AFC hmm. again based on the way that they've played over the last five weeks. It's not overreaction at all. I mean, they're 8-4. and four. They're right there. Yeah. They're 8-4. Not- I mean, you talk about the Pats are 9-4. and four. Mm-hmm. So it's – it's all the same. They're right not, there. Not an overreaction. I've thought since the preseason the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC. I've never, not for a week, thought they weren't the best team in the AFC, like by the end of the year. Lies, right? like, lies, I think lies, lies, year. lies. I, no, I've been on it. Dan Graziano on this Justin Terrific show, 2 p.m. Eastern, by the way, Seen ESPN. I, have I not been on the Chiefs? I said Jeez. Spagnola's defenses continue to get better usually, as the, and the offensive line will continue to gel. Yeah, you That's have usually said what that. happens. They revamp the offensive I'm line. It's a new about one. the line. Like, yeah, but the tackles haven't played great. No, like, they I, haven't. I don't think the quarterback is 100% trusting that offensive but line. But that comes That's throughout the part course of, of a season. I agree with you, by the way. There's December a reason Baltimore. 7th. There's a reason Baltimore gives you their tackle, right? Like, it's, yes. not, it's not out of kindness. All right, no. overreaction or not, or not an overreaction, Dan Graziano. Tom Brady wins MVP. Not an overreaction. I mean, like, somebody's got to, first of all. And, and right now, like, who's, who's, the, who's the obvious candidate? I, I, his closest competition right now is probably Jonathan Taylor. And you know if it's close, they're not going to give it to the running back over the quarterback. I mean, that's, it's not an overreaction. I, I don't know that he will, but right now, look, the other – I mean, Kyler Murray's missed three games. Aaron Rodgers missed a game. Like, this guy is just producing at a very high level, and it was his – Sixth game this year with four touchdown passes. Is that a lot? It's a lot. And I think I, 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 the stats in the column, I'm pretty sure what it is, is like the fifth guy to do that and everyone else who's ever done it won the MVP that year. Yeah, it's, it's not an overreaction. He'll have a little bit of competition with the quarterbacks. I don't think Jonathan Taylor gets a, a real sniff. Last time a running back, that was Adrian Peterson, hmm. a while ago that had a real opportunity and he won the, the MVP trophy. The interesting thing is, though, What's going to be important for Tom Brady is keeping the interceptions down. Mm. If he can what keep the interceptions that? down, At if he can, keep, goal line the other he can keep them down, Woo. You know, if he can keep the picks down, mm. he can run away with it. Yeah, it's not an overreaction. I think Jonathan Taylor, I'm not saying he's going to get the MVP. I just like him in the conversation. I think it sure. warrants that type of respect. Uh, but Tom Brady, I mean, leading the league in passing touchdowns is, at 44 years old is ridiculous. Mm. Tom Brady's the MVP at right at this moment through attrition. 
Dan, you mentioned it. Kyler Murray's missed multiple mm-hmm. games. Lamar Jackson's now been up and down too often. Uh, who else? Um, Aaron Rodgers wasn't ready week one mm-hmm. and that, has that also missed the game. Dak Prescott also has not been as consistently excellent as Tom. Through attrition right now. Attrition. A 44-year-old who's thrown the ball more than anyone else in the league this year through attrition is still standing as the MVP frontrunner. Overreaction or not an overreaction? Cooper Cup, not Jonathan Taylor, is the best non-quarterback MVP candidate. That's an overreaction. And and not to downgrade anything Cooper Cup's done, but by definition, and I'm sorry about this, Keyshawn, by definition, the wide receiver position is, is more dependent on another position. I mean, John, what Jonathan Taylor is doing is more separate from what Carson Wentz does than, than, than the same with Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford, right? Like, there's no – that, that's – so there's a reason a wide receiver has never won the award. And, and I think that's probably it because you cannot separate the receiver performance from the quarterback performance – uh, to the same extent that you can say, oh, what Jonathan Taylor's doing with the Colts and that offensive line, like that's, that's helping you know, Carson Wentz not have to be the guy. Well, what I would say to that is I call it you-know-what. Cooper Cup should be in the conversation. He'll never really get the opportunity. And like I said, you, prior to Dan coming on here, Cooper Cup will never get the credit. Like Dan said, running back does a little bit more, blah, 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 blah. But the receivers paid more than the running yeah, back. Yeah, I wonder it why that the ball. is. It yeah. touched the ball way less. I wonder why because that is. Because as Dan said subliminally, we're overrated at the receiver position. No, in fact, no, in fact you're, you have more va- receivers have more value, literally value, than running backs. Why they get paid more, Jay. But the problem is, yeah, sorry, Jay. No, I was going to say, look, Cooper Cup can be in the conversation, but I guess the, the statement was, who is the best non-QB MVP candidate? Yeah. And I think that would be more Jonathan Taylor than Cooper Cup. Yeah, if I was doing a list of guys and I had to rank them, I would rank Taylor over Cup. Yes. I wouldn't. See, I, I, think you're, I, think you're, I think your I logic is faulty only because he's reliant on the quarterback. Yeah. The running back is more reliant on five different yeah. players. Well, you no. need an offensive line to, to have a great running back. And I would say relying. the receivers relying on 11 people. Okay, take yourself out of it. That 11th person is the yeah. offensive coordinator. Yeah. By the way, I think a guy like Jordan Mailata has a lot more value than a guy like Jonathan Taylor, but that's just me. Wow, that's never going to happen. Well, that, by the way, it's never going to happen. Hey, There's a reason the he way, gets we paid can, more, we can too. build up. People wouldn't have to break down other people to build up. That's, Jonathan Taylor's having one hell of a season. A hell of a okay. season. Good point, Jay. Should we slow the roll on how much Belichick, how much credit he deserves coming up? Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? 
You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.